Remember Great Lakes? Yeah. Yep. I was actually wearing my Great Lakes you... shirt at the distillery today. I didn't know you got a Glencairn <laughs> there. Yeah. We went to uh, we went to Fredericksburg, Texas, here about an hour north. It's wine country in Texas. It's great. But there, there's also a bunch of distilleries. And I wore my Great Lakes sweatshirt the whole weekend, the whole four days. And everybody kept making fun of me that that was my uniform. <laughs> no, you wearing the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> like this. This shirt is my uniform. What I think Lindsay put something on Facebook today of you and Noah in your blue hoodies, and I'm thinking, I think I saw him in that for <laughs> 10 straight weeks in the winter yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. A podcast about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan. I am the talent PDL. Uh, it's, it says Roberto PDL on the screen. Yeah, and I, I, I don't wait until we try whiskey, so I start drinking already. <laughs> um, so tonight we're talking about overhyped and just hyped in general whiskeys. Um, so we tried a whiskey on the podcast pretty close to a year ago. Um, yeah. That was uh, this one right here, the 2022 Batch 2 Castle and Key Bourbon. Um, and uh, we gave it a pretty solid review at the time. Um, and it was, and Daniel kind of get into this a little, little bit later, but uh, it was pretty hyped up. Um, and uh, we think we fell for it because. <laughs> We tried it again recently, and uh, all confirmed that it is not as good as we remembered it to be. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll get into that. Uh, uh, first, we wanted to just kind of talk about like hyped bourbon in general. Um, so we we pulled up a couple lists, um, and some of these we agree with, some of these we don't. Um, we thought it would be a fun exercise to just kind of talk through some of these. Um, so this first list is the top five most overrated bourbons uh, from Bourbon and Banter. Um, the number five is Garrison Brothers Cowboy Bourbon. Um, we all, tr well, Roberto's tried this separately, but Dan and I tried this at uh, Sam's Tasting. Uh, this winter, and I think both of us were underwhelmed, especially based on the price point. Yeah, yeah. I, because I, I've had a single barrel that I felt was decent. I think the Balmaria is really good. When we, I drank it on a couple episodes ago yeah. and said it's really good, but it's expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when we tried the and I when I tried the cowboy bourbon, I thought it wasn't any better than the single barrel I had, nor was it better than the Balmaria, and it was quite a bit more expensive. Yeah, the proof is much higher than the single barrel. Yeah, it's always that. I mean, I think this the 2022 release was 129, I think. Yeah. And uh, I think the 21 release was like 132 or some crap like that. It's 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 hot. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I like it. I mean, it's. Uh, I like the Cowboys a good yeah, bourbon. Overall, it's not uh, I bad. I do think, um, um, but I for um, yeah, MSRP on it is two hundred nineteen dollars. So 
it's got to be really damn good to be worth that price, and I don't think it's quite there. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I was going to say. This is the, the whiskey itself is good. I don't know if it's $220. I bought a bottle just because it's so hard to find. Mm-hmm. Um, the whiskey's good. This is. It's it's a ridiculous MSRP, yeah. and I do think uh, Guadalupe and Balmaria are way better bourbons than Cowboy. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would buy another bottle. Like you know, I got one, tried it, it was great. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's where I left Bellmaria's. I'm glad I bought that bottle. I'm not going to regret buying that bottle, but I will I buy another one for one seventy? No. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a little bit of a sticker shock they're expensive bourbons for sure um so next up on the list yeah. at number four is copper tongue orphan barrel uh it's an msrp of a hundred dollars um so orphan barrel is um kind of marketed as like these lost barrels that uh somebody is like is bottling Um, so this says, this article says that, uh, this particular one, the copper tongue is a 16 year dickel. Um, which is a pretty old whiskey. Um, and we've had the dickel 15 and all really enjoy it. Um, but I don't think any of us have tried this particular Orphan Barrel. I've never had it. I, I've seen it, and I, I don't know. I've gone on two different thought processes for it both times. Of Orphan Barrels mean you're not going to see it a ton, yeah. or you're never going to see it again. So part of it's like, well, if I spend this money on it and like it, I'm going to be really pissed that I can never buy a bottle again. <laughs> yeah. But then the other thing is like, well, what if I spend all this money and I don't like it, then I spend a bunch of money on a bottle that you'll never be able to find again. Right. Um, so I, I, that's kind of why I've stayed away from it. So I... Seeing it on here, I think again too. Part of it's the price again, um, of around a hundred bucks for something that you're only really going to be able to try once. Yeah, that's fair. I've never had it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I couldn't say either way. Uh, number three is Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, uh, which is about a hundred or at a hundred thirty bucks MSRP. Um, yeah, you're not. not you're never going to find it for that. That though. cheap. Um, <laughs> so. I don't believe I've ever tried this, um, but I've heard a lot of people speak very highly of it. Yeah, I I tried it once at Sam's. I thought it was good, but each year's a little different. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm, and I'm sure he's he's had that bottle since we've known him. And I tried one at work uh, a while ago, and it, it didn't stand out nearly as good to me hmm. um, as the one I had at Sam's. So, yeah. I've never tried it, but it's, I mean, it's ridiculous to find. It's, it's unfindable. Yeah, so it's very difficult to find. Yeah. All right, number two, Old Fitz Decanter. So this is an interesting call-out um, because every year the Old Fitzgerald is a different age, uh, age, um, spec or whatever um so this is kind of a really general statement um yeah but i know i've had the 14 15 and 16 year that i i've all tried at sam's 
Um, and I really enjoyed all three. Um, and this year I got the 19, um, which Dan, you tried it this year, right? Yeah, I had it this year. I thought it was good. Um, for the, again, for the price and for as hard as it is to find, especially considering, um, unless you get really lucky, you're not going to see it at retail. I wasn't blown away by it, but I didn't think it was, it was a little surprising. It was on here of one of the top five most overrated, um, I thought it was good, but nothing stood out and had like a religious experience for me. Yeah, you know, it's it's MSRP is 110 bucks, and for something that's 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, that's not a terrible mm-hmm. price. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one to add to this list. But Roberto, you have a couple of those, right? Oh, he muted himself. 14. Oh, there he is. Sorry, say that again. Wait, what happened yourself. <laughs> oh, did yeah. I? Yeah. Now you're muted again. <laughs> Dang it. Right, okay, there you go. There you go. It's a stupid space bar. <laughs> space bar. When you you hit it accidentally, it, it, it mutes you. Um, yeah, I, I have the 14. and I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I didn't pay a ridiculous amount of money for it. I did not pay MSRP, but I did pay, I think it was like 160 maybe even 180 for it, uh, which is, you know, it's again, significantly more yeah. uh, than MSRP. And I enjoy it. I think the 14 is, is well done, but I mean, I just don't know what the hype is about it. I really don't. I think there's much better bourbons out there than the old Fitzgerald decanter series. I've never tried the 17 or the 19. I think the highest I've tried is a 15. Uh, so I don't know. I'd be interested to try Jake's 19. <laughs> yeah, I'll save it for you. All right, and number one, um, which is a, probably going to be a little bit controversial, is Blanton's. Um, I, I yeah, can. I don't, I don't know if it's controversial today. I, I don't I think, think it's controversial. I think it is overrated. Yeah, yeah. well, I think, I think a, like ninety percent of. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think a lot of people, um. There, there is a lot of hype around Blanton's. Um, once you've had two bottles, I'd say, two different bottles, you'll realize that there's vastly different quality <laughs> of Blanton's. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's not always worth overpaying. Um, and sometimes not yeah. even worth the <laughs> MSRP price tag. No, I, I yeah, think I mean... Oh, go ahead, Roberto. Yeah, I mean, I was going to, I agree with your points. I think, you know, the MSRP, I think it's, it's fine. You know, I think the $60, I would pay it. I would pay for plans for the bourbon it is. You know, it is, it is Mashville, um, shit, two, uh, one. It is Mashville two, one. Two, two. It is two? Yeah. yeah. We I did always, it last I don't know why I have, I know, I have such a hard time freaking remembering that stupid thing. <laughs> um, it is Mashville two. <laughs> I like I like the, the the flavor. I like the taste of Mashville too, but I mean I I follow a bunch of whiskey accounts and whiskey review accounts and just just like whiskey people, mm-hmm. uh, not even connoisseurs. Yeah, just the, the average whiskey guy. And I mean, if I was to inventory this thing, I guarantee ninety percent of the people I follow on Instagram agree that this is completely overrated. Yeah. Um. And there's there's actually a really funny meme out there. <laughs> I'll send it to I'll send, I'll send it to the website at some point uh, about Blenton's, but um, 
You know, again, it's good. I just don't know what the hype... Well, I mean, I know what the hype is. It's a Buffalo Trace product. It's got, you know, the cloud of Buffalo Trace, and it's Blanton's, and it's a pretty bottle, and it's got the collectible topper, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I... You know, there's people out there still paying 200 250 for this, and it's just that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, when you get a that. good single barrel, though, it's a good single barrel. Like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I've completely I've agree. had some that are like, I wouldn't say unenjoyable, but they're disappointing, especially if you overpaid for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I then I you off at some point. Yeah, I I don't think that it's it's. Uh, controversial being number one. It, I mean, is it good? Yes. Is it great at sixty bucks? I think it's good at sixty dollars. Um, is it nice to have? Yes. But is it overrated to the point where you need to be paying four times more than MSRP? Not no. even close. Yeah, no, not at all. There's way better bourbons out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then uh, we've got another list from uh, Mashed.com. Uh, they had, their list is twenty three bourbons you'll regret buying. Um, so these aren't necessarily overhyped, but I'm going to pick some of the ones that kind of are, um, and we'll kind of talk about it. So number three on their list is Angel's Envy, uh, the, the straight bourbon. Um, so this is Angel, Angel, Angel's Envy's flagship bourbon. Um, <laughs> God, that was a mouthful. Uh, That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, this one I know a lot of people really enjoy Angel's Envy. Um, I think there is a little bit too much hype around it, um, and I actually feel like it's gone downhill a little bit um, in terms of quality. Um, I don't remember where I heard this from, but I had heard in recent years that they were actually tapped out of like the best MGP barrels. And they're trying mm-hmm. to, they're starting to like scrape the bottom of MGP's offerings, um, which is why it's not as good uh, recently. Um, that or that the, the better stuff that they are able to get from MGP is actually, uh, they're saving it for like their cast strength release and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think I've ever bought just a regular bottle of Angel's Envy. I think it, I bought their one of their cast drinks in Port Barrel and their cast strength ice cider. I liked their Port Barrel one I wasn't that big on, um, but I like the ice cider cask a lot. Yeah, ice cider's pretty good. It's it's very much a dessert bourbon, but it's it's yeah. pretty tasty. In the yeah, I, I have nothing against Angel's Envy. I think you know MSRP. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I I I, I don't mind it. It's a good whiskey. I, I, I agree with you, Jake. I, I think when I started trying Angel Semi about three years ago, uh, I, I could tell it was a better quality, a better taste profile. Yeah. And, and that, may be, that may be the case, right? That they're scraping the bottom of MGP's warehouses now. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have a big issue with it. I, I enjoy it. Now, if we're going to talk about Angel Semi Rye, that's a completely different story. That's one of my favorite <laughs> freaking Yeah, whiskey. Angel Semi Rye is really good. I would recommend that one as well. All right, uh, another one that Roberto's not going to be happy about on this list is Will It Pot Still? <laughs> um, so I believe we've done Will It Pot Still on the show, right? 
It was one of Ber- uh, Roberto's top five finals. That's right. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's when we yeah, drank on that episode too, right? Pretty yep. sure. Yep. Um, so we did. Yeah, yeah. And you obviously this is one of your top five findable whiskeys. Um, and I I really enjoy it. Um, I don't. Me and Dan were talking before the show. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it in like my top twenty, um, but I do. I do like it. I have. Uh, at least one bottle of it. I have the big, the really big one. <laughs> the one and a half? Yeah, the gas tank. Because um, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, yeah, I like it. I love that. Thing. Yeah. Dan, though, has some opinions on it, right? It's, I, it's not that... I was never really a huge fan of the pot still, but we were talking about it at work, and... Um, we both me and the master distiller have said we've tried the family reserve rye where we've really liked a bottle then we've both tried a bottle of family reserve rye that we both thought tasted awful um like it was and it's not a single barrel i mean this one it's bet yeah yeah the four year uh yeah and it's i remember like when we first all started drinking together those were ones that you guys were looking for um but it's one of those that I've never had that with the pot still, but I know that the family reserve rye, there's been times where I thought it was good and times I thought it was bad. Oh man. I, I think it's good every single time. Yeah. I, I haven't recipes. tried one that I disliked. I, there is definitely some variation. Um, there is, but like for someone that yeah. doesn't care for rye as much like you, Dan, I, I think it's probably harder for you or, or you probably notice the variation a bit more. Yeah. And like there's yeah. some of that those flavors aren't your favorite right right yeah oh man yeah you know this um it, it still is one of my go-tos um what are you rubbing on your desk i don't know it's probably the new mouse that i got from my <laughs> 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 um yeah i i i like this whiskey i really love the bottle i know it you know, I take these reviews with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. you, you got to wonder, is it a panel? Is it a panel of experts? Is, this, is it just a bourbon Some guy in his intermediate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it a, a, a middle of the, like a middle of the road connoisseur that's just writing his own opinions? Who yeah. knows? Uh, I think it's a good whiskey. I think it's a good value for, what is it, like $35, $40? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not an expensive whiskey. Yeah, so I I don't know. I disagree with that being on the list, but that's just like every whiskey. This is everybody's personal opinion. Yeah. So another one that's on the list that um, is surprising is uh, Heaven Hills Larceny Barrel Proof. Um, I think we've all tried a Larceny Barrel Proof that was excellent uh, at one time or another. Um, that yeah, go ahead. and that's that's the reason. I, me and Jake were talking about this. The thing that's weird with the, well, yeah, they, they have three different batches every year. Yeah. Um, and each one tastes completely different. So I find it weird that they put something like this on here when there's meant to be variations in flavor from batch to batch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strange um, call. Um, interesting. It is interesting. So, yeah, I like it. I mean, I think it's it's hard to find. And I think that's this is one of those that justifiable hard to find whiskeys it's good you know it's mm-hmm. they don't make a lot and it's great yeah and uh, another one that's on here is early times 
uh, which is funny. Um, cause yeah, I think we all disagree thing. on that. Yeah, like blatantly what disagree. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Early Times is really good. If you can find it, you should absolutely get it. Um, so good. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, so like before we uh, start talking about the castle and key, um, is there anything that you guys can think of that's something that you think was overhyped that you tried and weren't happy with? Like from the list or just in general? Just in general. In general. Oh. Uh, Dan, I don't know. Go first. I got to think about this. So the first thing I can think about, and I was trying to think of some distilleries that, that get hype, a lot of hype. Um, and one that I thought of, the one I've never tried, one I tried, um, was I thought of Whistlepig. Mm-hmm. And they had the, um, like it wasn't too long ago where they did that collaboration with Traeger and it was going to be this great smoked whiskey. Yeah. And every store I walk into is on the shelf, which is a dead giveaway of, nope, this wasn't that big. And the most expensive pour I ever paid for was I was at a bar and they had Whistle Pig Magellan series, which is, I'm not, I mean, it goes for thousands of dollars. Um, I think it was like 85 or 90 bucks for the pour. And I thought, well, you know, I might as well try it. I just had Sazerac 18. I might as well try something else. And I thought it was Notice awful. how he just <laughs> and it's casually name drops Sazerac 18. Little, little, <laughs> little we want him to sponsor us. That's why. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was so. And what I mean, what was the I mean, the well because we were the gimmick. yeah the gimmick is, we're, we're we're talking about doing an episode on gimmick whiskeys too. <laughs> so so the whistle pig Magellan gimmick is it start it's aged in the U.S. for a while and then they ship it on a boat down to somewhere in South America and then they rebarrel it in Spanish oak and then they ship it to Europe. And they put it in French oak, and then they ship it back. Okay. So they're doing the whole, oh, it was also aged at sea, but the reason they call it the Magellan was it went the entire Atlantic circuit, uh-huh. basically. Um, but it's it's a very expensive, hard-to-find whiskey, and I saw it, and I'm like, ah, let's try it. Because if it goes for that much, it must be good, right? <laughs> Not yeah. necessarily. Um, that was uh, one of the interesting things <clears throat> when uh, I went to the Bacta uh, event at Gold Eagle. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that he talked about when, uh, that like when he left Whistlepig, which he founded, um, was that they started to try and push a bunch of things that he didn't agree with, and I, I'm wondering yeah. if it was those kind of like, uh, you know, gimmicky kind of things that uh, he was like, this has nothing to do with making good whiskey. Like, yeah, why this are we is doing not, this? Yeah. Um, I know that, uh, or I, not that I know, I've never tried any of them, but I've heard from people that after he left, the Boss Hogs really took a nosedive in terms of taste. Um, probably because it, it started being about like crazy packaging and bottles <laughs> than like the actual right. whiskey in it. It's so I've, I've heard two different things. One, it's because of him is one flavor when he left flavor change. But that's also right around the same time Dave Pickerel stopped helping them. Oh, uh, okay. 
and I, I, I don't know Raj. I don't know Dave. Um, I would say Dave's credence for whiskey is probably a little bit higher than, than Raj. Yeah. Uh, but either way with whistle pig, but that's, that's the one that I first started thinking about was when I was trying to think of different hype things was whistle pig does a lot of these different things and they get hyped up and then you see it on the shelf forever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to focus more on not overhyped whiskeys and maybe more about the people who write about overhyped whiskeys. Because uh, you know, it's, it's important because people, people can be swayed by, by you know, a food and wine or a vine or whatever those... The bourbon gram. The, the usual suspects of publications. Yeah, vine pair, whatever it is. Um, and uh, you, know, you can be swayed pretty easily just because somebody that you think is, is an influencer in that category. You know, this, I don't want to make enemies in the, in the industry, but this lady, Robin Hunt, who's the author of the MASH article, she has a couple more articles uh, for MASH. And she has a degree, a bachelor degree in fine arts. She has a degree in painting and photography, and she has a minor in English with emphasis on children's literature. <laughs> and she has no nothing in her resume that points to the fact that she's an, a, a whiskey expert so you have somebody that wrote children's books at some point talking about like the 23 whiskeys you shouldn't try <laughs> so, i love gotta, how roberto took so much offense to yeah. the will it being on that list that he decides to dive into her entire life and just berate her for being an idiot like i just love his natural reaction of this person doesn't like something I do. I'm going to destroy them now <laughs> on a tiny podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to make enemies. You know, it, it's kind of unfair, in my opinion, to these companies that are, you know, trying hard to make good bourbons. And, and somebody's just like, oh, here's a 23 you should never buy. Says who? Did you, you know. Now, if this lady had prefaced this article and saying, I convene a panel of 15 whiskey connoisseurs, and these are the 23 whiskeys you should never yeah. try. Great. I believe you. I, I will believe you. You know, it's just some children's books author that like, oh, I got to write something this week for Mash Cat. Yeah, yeah, I missed my deadline. Here it that's is. That's actually a <laughs> I, fantastic point. Because, um, you know. The, the only thing ahead. you did wrong, Roberto, is you didn't say with all due respect. For <laughs> I have no respect. <laughs> there's no, there's no, if there's no respect, there's no due. <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry robin hunt <laughs> so like that i want to kind of build off that because we you know are obviously on instagram um and we follow a bunch of whiskey i guess whiskey influencers right uh other bourbon podcasts mm -hmm. um and stuff like that uh and you know i kind of look to some of these guys um for suggestions on things to try and hunt for and, you know, feature on the show. Um, so one of the ones that uh, came up last year, um, besides the castle and key, uh, which we will get to, <laughs> um, was the blue run high rye. Um, I remember seeing it popping up, um, probably in the spring of last year, I think was when we did that one. Um, mm -hmm. And it was like all over the Instagram bourbon like community pages. Um, 
and everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever, uh, you know, blah, 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 like hyping it up big time. And when we did it on the show, Dan was flat out like, I do not like this. Um, me and Roberto were a little bit more cordial. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like it's not it's not one of the, my favorite whiskeys. Um, it's okay. It's not anything particularly special, especially for the price tag. Um, I think it was like 80 bucks or something like that. Um, however, there are other whiskeys that I've had, uh, the, their golden rye. And I think the emerald rye are like unbelievably good. They're, they're fantastic. Um, but I never saw either of those hyped up on Instagram the way that that high rye yeah. was. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, and one of the things looking back at that was that I think a lot of those people got advanced bottles um, because they yeah. were posting about it before you could even find it on shelves. Um, so I think they probably just had a really good marketing uh, campaign um, and pushed that stuff. Uh, yep. you know, pretty hard. Apology accepted. Thanks guys. <laughs> I know, I know that was, yeah, hard no, I, you know, I, I, I think for me, and this is not a bad thing, uh, by any means for me, it was knowing the experience, you know, what the, the, the history of the castle key distillery and the amazing property and buildings that they have and this story and how they, you know, they, they re, it was reborn out of the ashes and blah, blah. And it, it creates a really cool story. They're like, oh, shit. And then, and then we went to a tasting where the, you know, they, we, we went through a bunch of their whiskeys. And uh, I, in my mind, I mean, it was just a great whiskey. And then I think, you know, that first time I tried it, that's what I had in my mind. And then I like, then I tried it again. And then I started seeing people talk about it. And I'm like, interesting. I was trying to make sure that I wasn't being persuaded. You know, that I was making my own opinion. But then when the three of us were like, you know, what do you think? And what do you think? And then I went down and I tried it. And I'm like, it tastes like freaking plastic, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess that's where it started is why this all came about was um, at work. Um, you got to taste other people's things, right? If you're making whiskey, you got to see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to taste them. Don't lot. taste their urine, though. Don't taste their urine. It's probably not good for you. <laughs> She's like, I got to taste some some. Be, be other people's things. I'm like, don't taste their urine. It's uh, stick to whiskey. Um, but yeah, so, and a lot of times we'll do a blind. Uh, and we did a blind tasting, and everyone unanimously said this one glass that we had no idea was did not taste good at all. Like, we're like, what yeah. shitty plastic bottle did this come out of? And it was Castle and Key, and I'm like, I thought I liked it. And then I came home. And I opened my bottle and I poured some and I'm like, man, that didn't taste great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so that's when I reached out to you guys. I think I mentioned it to Jake first. And Jake's like, well, I, I wonder if it's like the cork got bad or something. And, and we've talked, their restoration rye is really good. I said, yeah. if yeah. it was like a cork or a packaging thing, the restoration was well, really good. Well, and I, shit I had well. like recently been looking at my, my Castle and Key bottles. And the one that Dan was talking about is like less than half full. So I was like, there's no way I got through half a bottle <laughs> not realizing that I didn't like it, you know? It's probably one of those things where we were drunk and it got passed around. It happened. <laughs> yeah. um, 
and and so yeah so after yeah. i said that then you guys tried yours because i wanted to, i just i said hey i don't I, I tried it again i don't think it was that great and i think i know for sure jake was skeptical of my analysis of it yeah and then he tried it and then roberto you were the last and then even our friend julia had the batch four she tried it which was a different yeah. batch number and she's like no this isn't this isn't that good yeah, um, yeah. and we got i think what it was was we just got caught up in the hype especially we were starting out. It was something that was highly hyped. Um, yeah. Probably persuaded by influencers. Probably, I mean, is we we've been into whiskey for a few years now, pretty heavily. Um, yeah. And I, I think even over the last year, the way we taste, the way the way we do things, is completely different than we did a year ago. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. I think we're better whiskey t- tasters for, for yeah, what we do better palate now more right. developed yeah it's so I, I know that this cast that particular castling key i think was a very similar situation to the blue run where yeah i saw it all over instagram i really hunted for it um because everyone was saying how great it was you know um so i think again i think it was probably a really good marketing campaign <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and the, these marketing—they're hiring multi-million-dollar marketing firms, and you know, those marketing firms are hiring twenty, thirty, forty influencers to go out on Instagram and blast it, and just tell them like, not even review it, just say this is the best thing I, you know, I've drank, blah blah. And I mean, that's that's the beauty of marketing. Next thing you know, you're opening a bottle that's just like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And yeah, you know, I I forgot that. Uh, that blind taste or when we were tasting it, you know, Dan, you, you didn't like it. You're like, Oh, this is, this is not very good. I, I listened to it. I uh, like, I, I said, I liked it when we did the episode. Cause I was trying to go back. Cause I'm like, I remember blue run. I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I went back and I gave it positive reviews. I was probably the, the least high on it, yeah. but, um, we all agreed that we thought it was a good, I, I think the way we left it was, we thought it was, Hey, if this is them starting off two batches in, there's going to be some really good things coming from this place. Mm-hmm. Well, they're yeah. on batch four and it's still not. But at the other side, their gin and their rye is really good. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just they haven't figured out their bourbon. Um, I agree because restoration rye is freaking phenomenal. I had some last night again just to just for kicks. Yeah, I, I'm having it's the so uh, the Gold Eagle Barrel Pick restoration rye, and nice. it is unbelievably good. Um, so we're not knocking Castle and Key as a brand. Um, just that particular first major release, the um, batch two, it was not as good as uh, we remember it, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think Roberto talked to it. I think some things we should discuss a little bit is um, why certain things get hyped. We also we obviously know the marketing and influencers. Yeah. Um, you, Roberto, you touched on a big one. Historic old distillery brought back to life. Uh, they were featured in a documentary. Yeah. There's a lot of hype just because of that. I mean, hell, tell me that there's not hype around a beautiful bottle. It's uh, a great bottle. With history on it. I mean, the same thing. Blue Run, beautiful bottle. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, a lot of this has to do with marketing, again, is the influencers, the bottle, looking at it. Yeah. Um, as, as I was thinking of stuff today, I'm like... I was trying to think of reasons why things might get hyped and it's like, okay, the old historical distillery brought back to life. What's another one that we went and visited that was an old historical distillery that was brought back to life that you'd never hear anything about. And Roberto, you turned me onto their whiskey. 
Um, Pepper. That we went to? Pepper, 1776. Oh, James Pepper, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, an yeah. old historical distillery. You yeah, never yeah. heard anything about it. It has just a normal brown bottle with a old-looking label on it. It's yeah, not it's... flashy, and it's so much better. Like under 20 oh. bucks. Oh, it's great whiskey, man. <laughs> Yeah. 1776 is great whiskey. But so I was trying to think of other things besides the marketing, besides historic distilleries, any other things of right reasons bourbons, certain bourbons or whiskeys get hyped more than others. What are you guys' thoughts? I, I think it's the the market itself. Um, you know, like we're in the middle of what you would, I, I think all three of us consider kind of like a bourbon bubble, um, mm -hmm. almost yeah. like the housing bubble and the, mid to late 2000s um yeah where you know prices of everything are steadily creeping up even like budget bourbons now are going up by two three dollars um you know pretty soon mellow corn won't be under twenty dollars <laughs> um yeah. I, I think uh it's an effect of i think one bourbon overall being overhyped um by by the market and two um the like fervor around things i think like yeah. the the demand is just so high that it makes you want to like go out and get things and you know usually like if you put in a bunch of effort to try and get something uh when, once you have it, you're like especially excited and pumped for it, and I think sometimes that can skew your opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I mean one big thing that's going on now is with whiskey being the popular thing. There's so many famous people just hopping on board. Like what a month or two ago, the Brothers Osborne is now going to do something with Whistle Pig. Mm -hmm. Like every you know, like there's going to be hype around certain people attaching their names to cer certain bourbons. There's the good and bad. There's so many different finishes now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and you're seeing a lot of hype for finishes. And the, the problem I have with, like, looking at some of these and being, oh, it's finished in something different. I got to find this bottle is I've tried a lot of finished whiskeys I don't, <laughs> I don't particularly care for. And it's like, yeah. just because I like your normal stuff doesn't mean I'm going to like the finish. Um, right. So that, that's, that's some yeah. other things you got to watch. You could watch out for, too, is is uh, those things. Yeah, I, I don't remember who said it, but um, somebody's, I think, quoted as saying, like, uh, just because you finish a shitty whiskey doesn't mean it's going to make it not shitty, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you cannot you cannot make a shitty whiskey better any, any way you split it. It's just not, not going to yeah. work. Now, it, now, there's some finished whiskeys that are freaking phenomenal mm -hmm. out there. There are. Yeah. Um, because the juice is probably already good anyway to begin right. with. Or more than likely. Um, yeah, you know, the other thing that really adds to the hype is we're, it's just like any bubble. It's just, you know, going back to the Dutch with the freaking tulips or going back to 2010 with the housing market. It's the bubbles that people come into this market not knowing a lot about it, just like, oh, I need to buy this bottle because everybody's buying it and because it's, it's already hyped yeah. up. And, you know, a good example is... Um, a couple of weekends ago, my bubble says hi, by the way. Um, a couple of weekends ago, my sister was at a, at a party and she was showing pictures of my bourbon wall 
to the, and then she she was telling me it's like people were like, oh my god, he's got a plans. Oh my god, he's got a happy. Oh my god, he's, that's the hype. Yeah. And then those people come into the market and they start hyping it up even more. So then the bowl just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then mean and meanwhile, those of us who actually appreciate the whiskey, are, well, fuck you, not my bottle that I like yeah. is a thousand dollars. Now my my Weller twelve that I used to buy for one hundred and twenty, now it's you know five hundred. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> What's uh, so? How do you decide if you should purchase something that's being hyped up? So, be it Castle and Key or other things we purchase that are hyped. How do you know if you should spend money on it before you buy it? Or what are some ways you can? Or, or the other side is how can you avoid this happening to us? If we all thought it was good and then realized maybe it was just hyped it sold us that we thought it was good yeah but i think that's only happened to us maybe once i mean i don't i don't think that's happened too many times where we're like oh wait well I not, not just for us roberto we're, we're we're professionals the people that are listening that aren't professionals <laughs> we're trying to help them out a little bit <laughs> no i mean the, the the what's her name the rebecca hunts or whatever her name was how do we help her out robin and robin 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 Hunt. How, do, um, how do we help her out to make sure she doesn't have another list of 23 that she yeah, yeah. i mean it, Honestly, with all the amount of whiskey that's out there, or distilleries, or people distilling whiskey, or finishing it, right? There's still a lot of, there's a lot of places that are finishing whiskeys from MGP, etc. Um, you know, I, I, we recently, I told you that I, we went to My Lemon Green, which is a micro distillery. I mean, it's a small operation, but they distribute countrywide. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and it's, you know, they're making some of the best whiskeys out there, um, grown and, and distilled in Texas. So I say that because that's how I found some of my favorites these, these days is, you know, going to the actual places that are distilling whiskey, tasting it. But if not, uh, just like we did in Illinois, find a guy that will have either whiskeys to taste or will let you have a taste of the whiskey. Uh, just like the, you know, not only Sam out there in Illinois, but this lady that we found here in, in San Antonio. I walk in, whatever new bottle she gets... She puts one on the sh on the tasting shelf, mm -hmm. just like Sam. Like, hey, you want to try this new Stella? Because this is great. You know, that would be my recommendation. Make you know, just like we've said many times, build a relationship with a guy mm -hmm. or a girl. Uh, have them have them educate you a little. Normally, you know, usually they know a lot, and and many times they'll let you try it or go to the distilleries themselves and try them for yourself. Yeah, I, I mean. Because I, I was all gung-ho on buying a bottle of Garrison Cowboy. And then we went to Sam's event, and I'm like, nope, I'll pass. <laughs> and what was funny was I could have spent a couple hundred bucks on that, and I'm like, that's dumb to yeah. spend a couple hundred dollars on that whiskey. And then I yeah. bought a $180 bottle of scotch, and I don't like scotch. so But I, <laughs> I tasted that scotch, like that one, though. and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I don't like scotch. That's a good. That's a good whiskey. Yeah. And, and I bought that, and I'm glad I did. Um, but it, it's going with an open mind for tasting. I think. Um, yeah. I think the other thing too is kind of what brought me to this, and it, it's almost impossible to do beforehand. Uh, but if you're at a at a like a, a place uh, like Gold Eagle has their tasting room, Sam has his, yeah. your people have theirs. Not don't just do it. Don't just try the one if you're thinking about buying. Blind it. Yeah. Have have them pour you something that you know that you like, and that have them blind yeah. it, and see if you think it's better or not. And mm -hmm. then if it is, yeah. then it's worth the price. But that's, I think, honestly, that blind tasting is the only way that I realized that hey, I need to go try that again because I didn't think that yeah. there was any way that it was not that good. Yeah. Um, 
and and I think blinds the well they Jake can talk to it. Jake you go to all the Gold Eagle ones like Jake from Gold yeah. Eagle says how many times does Blanton's or Taylor lose in a blind yeah I mean there's <laughs> there's all kinds of, and like you know he he purposefully picks mashup matchups um where some cheap bottle goes up against a really expensive bottle and a, a lot not every time but a lot of the times the the cheap bottle actually ends up beating out the more expensive one um and i mean it just has to do with the actual taste of the whiskey you know um yeah i, I mean and like you know i i make a lot of my decisions now based on like feedback from people um that have yeah. actually tasted it before um, or I, I actually ask like Jake or Sam, like, Hey, have you tried this? Like, what do you think? And I know both of them will be honest with me. And cause I, there's been times yeah, exactly. where I've asked Jake, like, Hey, um, I'm looking for X or Y. Um, do you have it? And is it any good? And he'll be like, honestly, it's not worth it. Like, you know, yeah. as much yeah. as I want to sell you a $120 bottle, of, you know, right. whatever, like it's not worth the price. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. getting a, a good, like uh, trusted source, I think is a is a good thing too. Um, but yeah, I I can't recommend blind tasting enough. Um, it's definitely the best way to figure out for yourself if you really like something or not. Nice. Yeah, uh, the uh, the only thing I'll add because I'm, I don't have anything to build on on those two great points. One that my camera decided to go fuzzy on me because this piece of crap keeps going in and out of focus. Sometimes when I do this, it helps. Nope, it didn't help. Anyway, <laughs> so now now I'm just fuzzy PDL here for the rest of the podcast. Um, the only thing I'll add, bartenders are also a really good source. Mm -hmm. If you go to your, especially the ones that you know. And I say that because, you know, for example, I walk into the Palm in, in downtown San Antonio, which is you know, it's a national steakhouse chain. It's great. Uh, but I went to the bar, and I, I asked the guy, like, oh, man, that's a really good you know, lineup. What do you recommend? And he's like, he brings the two bottles of Pappy here, these two. And I'm like, and I told him, no, 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 I'm not that guy. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I like whiskey. And then once I once he realized that I wasn't there for the hype, he's like, "Oh shit, let me recommend this and that." Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, if you go to your local whiskey bar or your local bar, and especially if you already know the bartenders or uh, somebody there at the place, ask them for recommendations because they, man, they'll they'll tell you. I don't know how many times I've walked into a, a whiskey bar or or a bar where the bartender's like, "Dude." Like, my bullet rye old fashions, like, take anything down, hands down. I'm like, yeah, I agree, bullet rye is my, one of my favorite old-fashioned whiskeys. But, you know, again, bartenders will be very honest, and may, most of them won't try to just go for the top shelf and recommend something, even though that's their job is to make money. Um, but, if you, again, if you build a relationship with one, you're like, dude, okay, what's new, what's out there, what have you tried? And they'll give you some, some really good, honest advice. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough and, and one thing that this leads to or one of the issues that all this has is some of those bourbons or whiskeys we talk about even like the weller special reserve part of the reason that they're so hyped is because they are so good they are cheap but but everyone wants them because they're they taste so good worse, sorry. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I, I like you this way better roberto 
Uh, this is how we're used to seeing you all blurry and shit, you know? Yeah. This is really bad. But anyway, all right, I'm going to turn it off for a second, see if it works. Sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, no, I just, like, some of the, some of the reliable ones that get hyped up and are hard to find are because everyone knows that they're so damn good. Yeah, and I think and a lot of that's reliable. just, like, figuring it out for yourself, which yep. ones, you know, are, are actually worth it and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's got to come down to what your preferences are. Yep. Yeah. And, don't, and don't just listen to, like, what you said. Don't You don't just listen to a couple people because... You never know who they're sponsored by or who's paying them. Which, by the way, no one's paying us jack shit. So this is all no. unfiltered response. You can trust us. No, I'm not opposed to it. If, if someone wants opposed. to pay us a lot of money, yeah. I'll sell out. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. My price is not high. Let's, let's throw that I'm out. Not opposed. If Sazerac sends us a letter tomorrow, I'll be like, man, dude, Blendness <laughs> is the best freaking whiskey ever. <laughs> you should pay $300 for it. <laughs> I well, if they want to find it. Roberto, if Sazerac wants to find us and get in touch with us, what are some of the best places to do that? <laughs> that burned my throat. Um, I'm telling you, this is not an advertisement. I've always been, since I started getting into bourbons, uh, Makers Private Select, It they make some freaking... Oh, look, I'm back. Um, <laughs> They make some really good bottles. Uh, their 21 release was great. Their 2020 release is, is to date my favorite. They're normally around the 110, 115 proof. Um, and then the you know the profile, they play with it. And Jake at Gold Eagle was explaining to us and how makers plays with their private select profile. And uh, they have a really, man, their, their barrel pick is freaking awesome. Uh, at Gold Eagle for the private select. I forget what the... Uh, the the profile was. Uh, do you remember what it was called? By the way, I'm curious. But I don't. Is that the? Uh, uh, okay. Is that Alien and Predator, or is that a different one? Uh, I think it was no. I think Gold Eagles. I think it was that. Yeah. This one's called Full in the Rain. Uh, I think Jake and his brother each picked one, and one of one yeah. was Alien done... and one was Predator. So they call it the Alien versus Predator. Oh, they, awesome. they had that one, then they also did a Jake pick, and what's his brother's name? <laughs> they had the Jake pick. Yeah. And yeah. His... Um, yeah, I think they oh, do man. two every year, but yeah, uh, it, it's some of my favorites. I I cannot recommend it enough, and it's it's one of those going back to the hype. It's one of those that is not hyped, but it's a freaking good ass uh, bourbon. Yeah. And we talked um, about how Dan has so anyway, a special place in his heart for Maker's Mark. So he got me started. <laughs> but open up the wrapper. Just the regular, the regular shelf. bottom shelf swell Maker's Mark. <laughs> <laughs> got me started on whiskey. <laughs> Dude, makers is they make some good whiskeys. One on one is great. Yeah. Um so yeah, so they can find us at Bourbon Matters uh on the uh on the Instagrams and, and Facebook. Uh at Bourbon Matters is both of our handles. And uh and we have a website. I think it was updated recently, so that's pretty good. As of yeah. last night. That must be nice to work, uh to not work. Uh I work really hard this week. And, and I don't have, I haven't had time for anything. Um, but yeah, the website is bourbonmatterspodcast.com. It's got all our episodes. It's got a stream to our Instagram account. Uh, so that's exciting. But yeah, we also have podcasts, though. We have podcasts somewhere. This is a podcast. You are correct. 
Um, you can find nice. us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, um, pretty much anywhere um, that you listen to podcasts. Um, nice. And before we go, you know, I do want to just reiterate that um, while I think we're slightly disappointed in some of the Castle and Key bourbons, I think all of us really enjoy their rise. Um, their gins are phenomenal. Um, yeah, yeah. They have yeah, they have gin, seasonal yeah. releases for the gin. One in the spring, one in the fall, um, and they're excellent. Um, we j- tried the spring one uh, at the event last night, and it was f- fantastic. Very floral, nice. Um, lots of like spring kind of flavors in it. Um, it would be. I love that. It would make a really good uh, gin and tonic, just like a little bit of lime. How long does spring in Illinois? <laughs> sometimes well, we two weeks, sometimes like yeah. three months. <laughs> Dude, it was it was ninety two degrees in San Antonio today. Yeah. It, it'll be it spring in two weeks. Today. Yeah, it'll it'll be spring in two weeks, and then win, second winter yeah. for the next three or four, and then and then summer for about ten weeks. Yeah, and then <laughs> then back to the fall. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and also with Castle and Key, if you're in Kentucky, go see this distillery. The distillery is an unbelievable tour. It's a beautiful place. They do have a nice property. I would uh, recommend just just to see it, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm upset yeah, that I didn't better, get to go. Make better and Dan kind of ditched us and went by himself, but that's okay. Uh, I wasn't working, and all you guys, I have to work till this time today. And I said, well, I'm not working, so I'm going. I wasn't working either, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> teaching, unfortunately, doesn't let you out at... 11 a.m. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. guys. Well, that was a this fun was revisit. Fun. Way to admit our mistakes of the past. Yeah. Gotta keep it yeah. honest. At least until yep. we sell yeah. our souls out. So, I, I Give me money and I will. <laughs> it's not it's not even much, guys. Yeah. If you're listening <laughs> no. and you're thinking about sponsoring podcast. It's much less than you think. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even need money. I just give me samples. Send me samples. I'll sell out. It's fine. <laughs> If you think of a low number, cut it in half. That's probably where my number's at. (laughs) All right. right. Talk to you guys later. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.